sometimes that is better. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the podcast. I am your host, Nate, and with me, as always, is Charlie, and I miss my cue. Oh, I could have backed you up on that. It was fine. Oh, nah, man. I uh, I was texting while waiting on the music, and it ended. And I went, oh, whoops. Well, don't okay. worry. You know what I didn't text during? Our interview. This is one that Charlie got set up for us for an Indiegogo campaign. I did. Um, I, like I've told everybody numerous times, if you go over and follow us on Instagram, you will see all the other people we interact with. And a lot of those are independent movie makers. This one is Sean Heights. He is currently in production of a movie called area 5150, a blend of alien sci-fi Hills have eyes, Texas chainsaw massacre. With maybe a possible cameo from a clown if uh, he decides to torture Charlie. Don't put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he also made a movie called Big Top Evil that is out available now. I saw it on Tubi. I think it's also on Amazon. And uh, Charlie went, mm, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> You'll hear us talk about that in its VHS release that it just got with Bill Mosley. So this man is currently, yeah, he's got the Indiegogo campaign going. He also has another movie that he's wrapping up, Cannibal Comedian, that is, it doesn't have an Indiegogo. It's pretty much in its final stages before release by the end of this year. But much like what we did with Late Checkout, with Derek Worley, and then um, Watchdog with Elsie Holt, um, the Indiegogo is to help make this film even better. And that's exactly what it's here for. Uh, by the time you hear this, there's probably going to be about 14 days left, if I had to guess. So there's still plenty of time to go to the Area 5150 Indiegogo campaign page. You can just even throw them 10 bucks, and that's going to just go straight to the movie. But there's stuff. You can buy the movie. You can get a digital copy. You can get T-shirts, autographs. You can really up it and get like props from the movie. You'll, you'll hear us talk all about it. There's a lot of cool shit. Um, I think Sean is a great human being who has a really cool vision and i'm excited to see this but what this man's going to have down the road because like even after we had finished rapping he's like oh i actually got an idea for like this location like yeah oh, i may stay in touch with you guys like yeah some somehow we we make really good friends on here and it uh it, it, we get to see hopefully how they progress as they that's the thing i just want to support these independent artists and watch them as they grow further and i can't wait five years from now to see what sean has made that's it man i mean it it it, it seems like uh it, it's no time you'll see a name and you're like oh i remember that guy and it's like now it's in the theaters now it's over here you know and it's it's really cool to watch these things happen uh small disclaimer for the interview you're about to hear uh he does have his son with him today and he liked to make a cameo guest appearance run in on the on the interview. So we have kids. Nothing to worry about. There's literally you, nothing to worry about at all. <laughs> if, if you hear some inadvertent banging in the background, he was building a deck. I don't know. He was building something <laughs> in the background. At one point, he needed scissors. We didn't ask questions. No. Nope. It was Although, a stick up. You should always ask questions if your kids come asking for scissors. <laughs> always. Always ask questions. <laughs> All right, so uh, I say we go ahead and drop a commercial and get right into the interview. What do you think, Nate? Let's do it. We'll be back following these messages. Just how drunk are we going to get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Kilmore Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> 
as we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like The Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and The Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Down. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, stopping. And from. Do you like horror movies? Do you like hanging out with your buddy? Do you like cracking jokes and having a good time? Do you just like fun? Well, consider checking out Spoils of Horror. We are an hour-long podcast that comes out every single week. We're not doing reviews. We're just going to hang out, talk about the movies we love with each other, and hopefully the ones you love too. Covering everything from the popular, the lost, the forgotten, and the bizarre. If you're looking for a good podcast and a good time, you're going to want to check us out. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Check it out. We'll see you there. Welcome back. All right, everybody. Welcome to our interview with Sean Heights, uh, writer, producer, director, man that wears many hats. Am I missing anything on that, Sean? Sci-fi, surf, punk rocker. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. I am missing that part. Uh, yes, we cannot. I, I have to talk about sci-fi surf band. <laughs> Cosmic Jetties. Cosmic Jetties. I I was looking up stuff on your Instagram because we met on Instagram, you know, which yeah. is where we meet a lot of the people that are in the independent film industry. And, you know, it's a great little community we've been, you know, become part of. And I think, you know, like Jim Ojala, we just met Jim Ojala not long ago. So I'm sure somewhere along the lines we've crossed on Instagram and went, those guys look cool. Let's talk. So it all worked out great. And then I saw that you were in a band and I immediately sent it to Nate because he's like a resonant metal head, like some of those like off the wall kind of music genres. And I was like, sci-fi surf rock? We're going to send that to Nate right now. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got a little like B-52s in there. and Yep. Uh I, I'm inspired by Oingo Boingo. I don't have all the, uh, you know, the nice the bells and whistles, the uh, saxophones and marambas and stuff. But I, I feel but like I have a that. budget for <laughs> Oingo Boingo. You would have to create an Indiegogo for that <laughs> as well, <laughs> just to be able to fill in every single auxiliary instrument. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's unbelievable. I mean, what a what a guy to be able to have like. I just have a trio and it's like, can the bass player show up tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay. All three of you don't work at the same job though. Right. <laughs> like daytime jobs where it's like, Oh, we all need to request Friday off. We have a gig. No, no. Yeah. We, the, the one thing with my band actually, uh, is, uh, uh, that was just a joke with the bass. I mean, that's happened before, but my, my bass player, and my drummer are a lot older than me and they they're seasoned musicians. And yeah. they're like retired, so they they they're just they just want to get tight and have fun with this. So it's perfect nice. for me as just because I'm the songwriter and and uh, singer and I play guitar. So I just come in with the songs pretty much, you know, good to go, and then we can we can mess around with them in the studio. And oh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it's great for me. It's almost like going in with like studio musicians to, to a rehearsal. Yeah. And you just get to play around, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm in a good play, a good spot right now with that. 
That's awesome. Nice. No, I look forward to checking it more out. Like we, we were just trying to do our research in before the interview, and I'm just like, this this is something that's interesting. Let's uh, <laughs> we have to ask about this. This is something in Nate's wheelhouse. Right. <laughs> but uh, one of the big things that's going on, and we'll go ahead and get it out there for everybody, is you have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now, too, as well, don't you? Yes, we do. For a film called Area 5150, jumping back into the sci-fi and uh, it's also so so the the base of it was is I wanted to mesh together the Hills of Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre world and bring it into the alien area 51 sci-fi world, which is yeah. it, it was kind of there a little bit with the apocalyptic thing and the testing on government grounds and and that sort of thing. But it never really like came together where you'll see like an alien and a hillbilly mutant in the same scene together. <laughs> we we, we whoa, 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 whoa. We're gonna have hillbilly mutant versus alien possibly or team up i mean we can't spoil anything but you got my attention a little bit of, a little <laughs> bit of cheese i mean area 5152 maybe we'll get a, get a little bit more of nice. that action going on uh, I like that. we're skipping over 5151 we're going right into 5152 yeah i like that then everyone's going to question about 5151. And then after your third or fourth, you go prequel. And we go, this will be like house four where it doesn't exist. Or is it house three that doesn't, but it does like, yeah, I already, I already did that. <laughs> I, have, I have a, I have a film. My first film was called Mangrove slasher two. Yeah. Okay. Now We're that explains slasher one. <laughs> I, uh, this explains so much. Yeah, I looked. <laughs> I did because Sean had sent me a list. I was like, you know, what some of your films you've done? And he sent me a list, and I'm looking them up. I'm like, Mangrove Slasher Two. Okay, cool. I see it. I found it. Where's one? I don't find one anywhere at all. <laughs> and then anytime something would come up, it would be uh, about one of your other movies. It was uh, the Big Top Evil. Yeah, it mentioned something in there about Mangrove. So I'm like, he's throwing a hint at something between the two of them. He has to be. There's clowns in that one, and I haven't watched it yet because everyone knows I don't like clowns. It's yeah, one you of, don't deal with clowns It's well. one of my things. I'm not a clown person. So I, I was looking at it last night going, yeah, it's too late to even try and start this. I'm not watching clowns before I go to bed. That's just asking <laughs> for a bad night right there. Yeah, with that film, so I, I wanted to do uh, – because the zombie thing was real big. I mean, it's still always there. And uh, I was just like, okay, I don't want these clowns to be zombies. How about they're cannibals that are underfed, you know, and locked in a warehouse. So so they're hungry like zombies, you know. And when we let this horde of clowns out, they, you know, they're uh, terrorizing uh, guests and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm already <laughs> I'm already nice. t- the. It, I, I am that guy that was like, yeah, the the the, the poltergeist clown, and then clowns from outer space. No, oh. I just from those movies on, I don't mess with clowns. <laughs> They're the most terrifying thing on the planet to me. And uh, yeah, I'm waiting for now your alien movie. That'll that'll be the one I really get behind. Is yeah, give me aliens and redneck zombies. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> and now i have a feeling somewhere you're gonna sneak a clown in that damn thing because mutated like, rednecks they are classy <laughs> i was thinking about that right when you said how, how do i get a, uh-huh. cl- a clown scare in there exactly yeah one of the aliens <laughs> is like in a clown suit or something and i'm gonna be this is all one big misunderstanding I'm, I'm killer clowns <laughs> from outer space thing you know so yeah yeah see I done screwed myself. <laughs> you could throw in like a little cameo of like the uh, the cotton candy people or whatever. Yeah, cotton candy cocoons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see, I'm spitballing here. Still early. Screw you, Nate. Nope, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. the uh, Indiegogo campaign is. Uh, I, you know what? We we did the we did good pre production. I like to call it on uh, putting together this uh campaign and uh shout out uh shout out to uh not shot (laughs) uh yeah i I was thinking shoot like shooting film uh shout out to brit who did uh all our graphics for the indiegogo yeah and uh, i worked together with her picking the stills and what 
what things to to use to help pop the uh, Indiegogo and help make it pop. And so uh, I couldn't believe how wonderful it's done so far. We funded it in six days. The uh, holy shit, yeah, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you released the the stretch goal video. Yes. Two days ago, as of this recording. And and everything's been kind of like I didn't know I was going to be doing that video with Felissa, so it was just like great timing, and she was she was on board to uh, do the stretch video, and and then we talked to the other actor. I can't say who yet. That that's uh, also a horror icon. The one that's teased. Yeah, that the one that's teased. We literally was we're on the phone with that person with Felissa, and they agreed nice. agreed to the film. It was just all happening like boom, 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 really quickly, and. And people just really came out from like old friends to family, uh, from uh, from the producers, from me, and uh, part of me like I got a little bit emotional, or I got emotional about it because it's like uh, you know the hard work that's been put in, and then we were able to put this Indiegogo together, and then people are like, no, we want you know we want Sean and this film to to do well. And uh, it was it was really uh, amazing. The other thing too is it's like the perks and all the things that we're offering are really cool too. And it and like for instance, if you uh, you can get killed in the movie and love it, yeah. So what what we get off that like um, all that all that money is going to go into the kill, and that's where like Jim. Ojala is going to come into place, you know, and make that yeah. kill look epic because that's the whole thing with this movie. Like with a, with a name like area 5150, I felt like you got to kind of bring it. You got to have like the, the blockbuster type mind thinking, even if you don't have the budget, uh, you got to like think big because it's, it's, it's got the military, it's got aliens, it's got, you know, mutants. And so you can't like lack on the, on the special effects and, and I'm not huge on the CGI, even though it's gotten a lot better. I like to do a little bit of CGI if it needs it, mm -hmm. but I, I like to go in with the special effects gags that like Jim does. So like Jim Ojala, he'd even mentioned uh, like the practical effects. Like obviously that's, you know, it's his wheelhouse, but that CGI of just only using it when it's needed for touch up or just that extra oomph, which I think is like the right mindset to have with modern filmmakers. And I think a lot of people are wanting to go back to that old school style of filming. It's more real. There's something about it. Like maybe, you know, that it's not like, uh, something that's actually happening, but when it's, when it's co a computer, it just like you internally are just like, this isn't real. So when you yeah. see an ax go into the head for real, I mean, you may know that that was a, you know, a gag or something, but there's just something more, uh, there's more connection. Yeah, it, well, it's you. The actors aren't reacting to nothing, right? They're, re they're responding to something a that actually, head yeah. that's covered in green tape or something. But that translates back to the audience. Now we're better connected with the actor because we see them their reaction, so it, it connects with us better. I, I we're huge fans of practical here. You know, CG is a good tool. It should not be the crutch. You know, I feel like, you know, both of them have only improved over the years. Like the fact that I can go back and watch like the first Friday the 13 with the axe to the face and it's, it looks great. It's like, all right, you can still do axes to the face. Yeah. The throat slits and stuff. And like um, our buddy, Derek Worley, who was on the show, he does practical effects. And he's like, yeah, like everyone's done a throat slash. But then you think, how can I do it just a little bit differently? Or how can we film it at a different angle or get the reaction from the audience of like, oh, shit, that was visceral. Yeah, I've even asked Jim, I'm like, okay, I got a couple of kill ideas, you know, uh, you have anything that's really like grotesque that you might have done or you might have thought about doing, and uh, one of those things we did in the movie. <laughs> nice. Uh, what an interesting like sit down at a coffee table and just like <laughs> shoot the shit of like, how can we murder seven different people in a very brutal way? 
as the waitress is like, so do you want cream with that coffee or no? <laughs> that or, you know, what we talked about on one was someone had all their notes in a notebook. And if it ever got into the wrong hands, someone's going to be like, yeah. we have some murders to look for. And it's like, no, man, it's just my special effects notebook. That's all it is. It's yeah. just my idea book. Every, like, death idea he has is in that notebook. I just love the idea of losing that. <laughs> yeah, I think about it, too, and I'm just Googling just, like, disturbing things uh not for the movie no but for, <laughs> for, yeah for personal yeah, research for, uh, we're yeah. all on list sean we're all well, on you're the assigned yeah. fbi guys like oh no sean's at it again <laughs> i mean just just bad stuff I, you know I'm, I'm like well i gotta find this i gotta find out about this I, you know this i googled how to disarm c4 and i know i'm on a list somewhere <laughs> It was for the show, and I was just like, is it really that easy to unplug the wire? No, it's not, but apparently I'm on a list now, and I'm sure. Yeah, the podcast was going to explode unless you figured out how to you know, get rid of that bomb. <laughs> I'll dip into the, ser- did the serial killers and what, what got them off and stuff like that, like so I can add that into my script. Yep. Oh, I know my wife, my wife's on a list. She watches those true crime things and listens to the podcast. And I'm like, you're on a list. I know you've Googled like, what about this person? What happened here? Sean Hayes was a normal guy, (laughs) normal director. Yeah. I don't want to be in the, in the papers for that. (laughs) Even though it's like any press is good press though. Hey. Uh, that's it man that's it so i've always i've had a question this is something i was curious about especially with yours was how much work had you already put into the film before you even started the indiegogo because it seems like there you have quite a bit of footage and b-roll stock and things like that and i'm like you just started the indiegogo so how far along were you and is that kind of normal when it comes to that to me it seems like a lot of people go i have a concept we're going to start an Indiegogo. Here's some ideas we have. Here's some maybe concept drawings. But I'm seeing like a spaceship on some of your Instagram stuff. I'm seeing you know, like <laughs> hanging off the back of a, the, I love the tow rig that it's on the back too of that truck. But I was just, it, it really made me go, how far along were you in before you even decided to do Indiegogo? Yeah, we were uh, 90% shot. Uh, the film is uh, 90% in the can. So Whoa. yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, like you said, I think a lot of people start with a concept and, uh, and aren't quite where we are with the movie. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I, my plan was never to do an Indiegogo. I, we ran out of funds, things, you know, things just get really expensive. Things happen, and <laughs> yeah. especially in this day and age where inflation is just kicking everyone's ass and like what you're quoted at the beginning and what it changes into is just like, well shit (laughs) yeah and i mean i'm grateful always for like what the next step is to to get it's all about like let's get let's get this movie done and let's make it the best it can be at an indie level like you said most people start these uh indiegogos uh it looks like to me when they're uh just just uh getting the project going and with the concept and the and the uh showing like this is what we're gonna do so yeah. we came in in a good place where like this is what we've done and we've had uh we have Felissa Rose in the movie. We we can show you footage. This is this is what the this is what it's looking like, the vibe, the tone and and I think that helped with uh with such a quick uh, response and and uh, support of the movie. And people jumping on as associate producers and and different and jumping in with different roles. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, the movie like like is we really the 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 big thing that we wanted to do. There's a villain. Uh, her name is Ruby, and she uh, actually Jim Ojala created the uh, special effects for that for that whole uh, her whole look. We we. We did it together, uh, mm-hmm. but he he sculpted the mask and and stuff, and so nice. yeah, yeah, that's so sweet. Oh yeah, and this is like our like our Texas Chainsaw, you know, Leatherface, and it and it's cool that it's a it's a hillbilly girl, you know, and uh, she's got this like bone saw straight from like Road Warrior, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a <laughs> circular saw blade with a, with a skeleton head on it. And, uh, or just a, yeah, yeah. Skeleton skull, uh, right on the top of it. And she just goes barging through area 51, just cutting up, killing soldiers. And so that's one big epic scene, uh, going through the gates of area 51, where we want like soldiers to really get it. And I want it to be really visual. So that was, that's a big scene and that's going to cost, that's going to be costly. And, and so, yeah. What we need is a third or maybe I guess a fourth stretch goal that just goes strictly to the blood. Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like the blood goal. Yeah. So, I mean, I get, I get things done for instance, you know, location wise, usually I can, uh, I can get, go out. Uh, there's a, out in the desert, uh, past, uh, Palm Springs. There's an area called Yucca Valley, Joshua tree, Morongo Valley. And, and yeah. we got, we got really, hooked up with being able to shoot out there and people when once you get out of LA people are more excited about being involved in a film so you know we're able to shoot in a restaurant or on on the uh like literally in the desert we have acres of desert like we are also setting up to shoot and it's still in the writing process when when we add in this new uh horror icon we have uh, access to a, uh, a, a ghost town, uh, a Western ghost town facade out in the desert too. So really, yeah, that'll so be we, awesome. Yeah. I like that. So when these, like, yeah. Does that like happen? Like, Oh, this was built for like another movie and it's just there. Or is it like, oh, this is a town that's just abandoned because it's out West. This uh, filmmaker, Robert coffee, who uh, he built it on his property and that's awesome yeah. yeah he got involved charlie you live in the woods build a property full of like <laughs> cool shit like that i don't need to they're everywhere over here i'm surprised <laughs> people don't come out here for location scouts there's some pretty wild areas that you could get some creepy ass like locations done out here you know abandoned houses there's like abandoned mining areas you know, it's coal country um oh yeah it's there's tons of places out here you could do those type of things we shot in an abandoned house and and later i found out because i worked with uh alan danzinger and ed neal who were the ed neal was the original hitch hitchhiker and uh cannibal comedian is my film but he uh he worked on uh that movie and, and he was the hitchhiker in texas chainsaw massacre the original oh okay and, yeah. oh shit yeah. okay so, and I talked to Alan, who was uh, one of the main characters that gets hit with the, with the hammer. Nice. Uh, yeah, the sledgehammer. Yeah. The, it's a pretty famous skill. And he, uh, he said that they had shot in an abandoned house out there, too. Like, not, no, uh, no OKs or anything. So the famous, like, Sawyer film, Lava, is just, all right, get in there. <laughs> yeah, because they stop out at a, ha- a house, and it was... It was a, it was an abandoned house, and we so we we ended up doing that too in Area Fifty One Fifty, and and we like made it our uh, soundstage, and uh, you know, sawed through walls, and and we had had the time to light it and everything, no, and 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 nobody uh, nobody really bothered us. The neighbor next door uh, ended up. Uh, well, I had met him first. His name's Jesse, and he uh, he's got like a graveyard of uh, cars, not only junk cars, but like cool like '50s cars, and and so we used that as a as a area for uh, running around, like uh, the Ruby character running after uh, the the final girl, and 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 that that kind of stuff I think really gave it that hills have eyes thing like these are all the cars of the people that have died you know and they collect all these cars so nice there's some cool like set photos on the imdb page for this like if you just want to look at a person's spine that's on there (laughs) (laughs) but there is like a really cool one of like it, it, it gives me texas chainsaw massacre vibes where it's got the skull on like a branch and there's a bunch of blood on a door and it just looks like an abandoned area um so if that's the vibe you're going for, you're nailing it. Oh yeah. So the yeah, the warm, you know, um grimy kind of like 
Texas Chainsaw, and then we go inside Area 51, and it's all the like the cold blues and greens. So it's mm -hmm. it's a really fun uh, fun mesh, you know, fun. Uh, it's fun kind of bringing those two worlds together, you know? Well, it's got to be like you trying to figure out, all right, like the lighting for both of them and how that like uh, changes the warmth of the movie, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Like, like the different feels you're going to have because you, yeah. there's a certain feel with sci-fi movies like you're talking and then a certain yeah. feel with horror movies in general. But you're going even deeper with a Texas Chainsaw desert barren kind of this feel like that, almost post-apocalyptic and trying to marry those two that's what's got me most excited about this when i saw it because i in my mind we always talk about i want something new show me something new i'm like here's here's somebody that's doing that tell me another movie that's done this you know that has blended these two genres you know like this and that's what i'm most excited about is to see how well that gets pulled off on this movie yeah one of the things that i'm excited about and you know, I'm guessing you can confirm this, like the pictures on your IMDb, like of the alien. Is that like our legit, like yeah, old school alien that we're getting? Oh yeah. I mean, I was nice. going for that gray. Uh, yeah. It looks like one of the, uh, the gray people, I think is what they're like officially called or something but like that. It's almost like mother gray. Cause this alien's like six, six foot five, you know, and weigh a yeah. uh, hundred pounds. So you got like the offspring of Doug Jones to play the alien. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, this, so the person who played the alien also played my uh, eight foot clown creature in Big Top Evil. Okay, uh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, and that person is a uh, Miss Sadistic is uh, her stage name, and uh, nice. Yeah, also plays uh, a big role in Cannibal Comedian, which that uh, that film is almost done. It's in color. It's in sound. And I'm really excited about that movie to come out because uh, the the only movie we really have to sh or show is like Big Top Evil, which I'm like, okay, I, I have something that I, I really want people to see that I've you know I've gotten better as a filmmaker and and so yeah, because so right. you've been in this yeah. business for what over ten years now? Yeah, and 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 there's been times where uh, there was like a three or four year period where I. Uh, I, I wasn't doing I was I was I was working in film production but I was doing like production assistant work and all that kind of stuff on, on big Hollywood movies but that what that did when I moved out to LA is it really showed me like okay how that machine really works so I applied that the best I could to cannibal comedian because big top evil was kind of a free-for-all I'm like I guess you're the you know the the grip well, everyone has to get there <laughs> like footing somehow yeah. you know and like kudos to you just to have the balls to even do it because like my thing is i'm like oh god i'll i'll, I'll mess up everything like you don't want me i'll have a, a meltdown on like day two uh, i'll have gray hair on day three and a heart attack like it just would not go well my anxiety would kill me that's 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 uh you hire a good ad they can uh <laughs> they can take all that and then you can just walk up to your monitor and Nothing like being a really good manager that just has everyone else do the work and go, yep, that was my doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. did good work, but I hired you, so that means I did good Don't work. forget who <laughs> brought you into this world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, like, when you're doing, like, these, like, side gigs and stuff like that, then you're just kind of like, all right, this person's cool to work with. Like, I now know, I, I guess, like, where to put these titles at and who to kind of help handle and rein everything in for me. Yeah. You mean on like set? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things just go down. I mean, there was a uh, one point where uh, it seemed like everybody left. We had, uh, we had a, uh, the uh, set dressing special effects person leave first and second AD leave. And, and then there was like a hailstorm all of a sudden. So it's oh, like, <laughs> We like yeah. lost a day on top of that, and uh, Anna, one of the main actors, left because they thought they didn't have a ride, and they were still in a bunch of scenes. So it's just like uh, that was when like our producer Ryan James came in, and, he, and he's good at putting out fires. And uh, and I, this was additional photography that we shot because we shot a lot of the footage we shot was uh, a year ago already. Uh, over a year ago and uh, and then we got like an assembly cut 
together and we're like, okay, we're missing this, this, and this. We, you know, we got to amp up this scene and, and a little more uh, character development. This wasn't making sense. It seemed like it did in the script and on set, but it's just that kind of stuff happened. So then he came in and, uh, but before that I was just like, oh, we were like pretty super smooth other than like 16 hour days, but we were pretty good. I mean, I don't know what fires you're going to be putting out. And then like, it was like day one or day two that all that went down and uh, <laughs> we figured uh-huh. it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I like that idea though. Of like, so you're starting to film, like edit stuff together and you're like, wait a minute, we thought we had this and it's like, we don't, or there's like a, like a plot hole or maybe just something that's like missing. You're like, wait, 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 wait. How did we miss that kind of thing? Yeah. You've got so many moving parts. It's a miracle movie gets made in general, whether it be low budget or big blockbuster. It's like, I don't know when you've got so many hands involved. Yeah. You're fortunate enough to get to come together. Yeah. It's a, it's a total learning process for me too. It's not like when I write a script, you okay? Uh, would I, uh, (laughs) Uh, I wrote, uh, uh, well, I co-wrote with Mark, Mark, uh, Cerulli, who's a producer and plays a really fun character in the movie too. Uh, yeah. So when we wrote it, we had like, you know, five rewrites or something and we feel like we're good to go, you know? And, and, uh, but it's, it's such a learning process. I, you know, I hope that every, every film I do, it's less and less of like having to go back and and film or, or, I mean, it's all, it's, it, it's like a puzzle putting it together and, and you just want it to be the best it can, but I hope less and less, you know, of, of all these like, uh, things that, uh, that kind of like slow it down, slow down the process. So for instance, like post-production, I haven't been able to really find the right editor on the project. So it's, so that's been a process. And then doing the Indiegogo is going to help us get someone that's, seasoned and Mm -hmm. also you know on the same page we hope and uh yeah it's yeah just let i hope less and less of the i mean obviously we can't uh stop like a hail storm from happening that's just um, gonna yeah that's just bad luck (laughs) but more if i want character development like really like get that in that script like there's just certain things that we thought of later which just comes with like, cause uh, being a musician, it's it's almost it's almost a good thing, and so it, there's a there's a balance because it's like, okay, it's good that uh, I didn't record this song yet because like three months down the road, I thought of a way better melody and lyric for that song that actually made it like fit, right? Uh, and so I was glad I didn't record it. And then I, and then you get the recording and then you feel pretty good about it. So it's just like, that's kind of like with the movie, you kind of let it sit and uh, an idea just pops in your head. You're like, I'm so glad that we uh, thought of this, you know, and didn't, the movie's not already like out, you know, right, I mean, yeah. you can, yeah. you can do sequels and stuff, but, but it's nice to like have the time. It's not like a TV show where it has to be out. And it, those, those movies or TV shows seem like rushed a little bit, like, there could have been a little bit better writing could have been mm-hmm. uh, there's a ru- there's a feel of rush. So old school movies, it feels like like the pacing and everything feels like like uh, you're like in the movie. You know, it feels yeah. like uh, more real. And and I think back in the day, they took a lot more time to make these movies in it. And, and that, it, sh- that, it shows. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. I, I, I've, we've touched on that once or twice before with Nate, Nate and I talking was it was a totally different dynamic back in the day because they weren't trying to spit out movies every two months. Now with streaming services, it feels like once a month, something new has to come out. So there's no time taken to really put some thought into it. It's just spit it out. Oh, well we messed up, whatever it's out there. You know, and the independent film industry now, you're able to kind of take that power back a little bit where you're like, no, let's hold on a minute. Let's let's wait a second. There's no one pushing us. There's no one telling us what we have to do. Let's think about it for a second and see if there may be another idea pops up. Or like you said, you could be three weeks later going, man, we should do this. Well, we can. There's nothing stopping us from doing it. We're not done yet. I like that dynamic now, you know, that, that you get a little bit more freedom 
back into the movie making end. Yeah, and then it gave the freedom to do this Indiegogo, which then now involves a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I, I see new fans. It's pretty amazing. So it, that was scary. You know, everything's kind of scary. Like, okay, say we put this thing out and nobody wants to uh, be involved or thinks this movie's stupid, you know, like straight yeah. up. Like that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, thank goodness, like people are reacting the way they are, you know, and I'm doing this podcast and I'm I'm being asked to do things and Felissa wants that's, to be more involved. And so it's it's amazing. That's the cool thing about the horror community, man. Like, especially like when you go to the conventions and stuff like that, like everyone just wants to help and like spread the love, like no matter what. Yeah. You know, and I think what's cool about your Indiegogo, you have like an entry point of just a thank you shout out for 10 bucks. Yeah. So it's like, if you just want to throw 10 bucks, Chipotle meal, throw it towards this movie, people. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't get Chipotle that day and just <laughs> give Sean the $10. That way we get to the next tier of being just blood. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all like, it's all the support is unreal. I mean, it, it, and the, and the thing is, is, it's all going towards, towards the film. Like all that is literally going to production and to get and I think it, that's a good yeah. thing to clarify. Cause some people are like, Oh, they're just trying to like pocket money for themselves. It's like, no, like this is for the love of the movie. Like this money is going towards the finish, the product. I'm not put, I'm not taking a dime like straight up. Yeah. It's going into the kills. It's going into the production. It's going into catering. It's going into full on production. And, and the more needs to be. Yeah. And I mean, if we get to the stretch goal of 20, then, then we're then we're looking at okay. Oh, look, now I can add this uh, this really cool thing that I wanted to add in, and uh, possibly like uh, get that uh, other horror icon, you know. And, and it got it, it had gotten me thinking like, okay, now that it's doing well, I can I can do the things that I really wanted to do, and yeah, and the movie can like get done faster. List. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bucket list that you can have on there. Where it's like if you get there, great you're going to do it. If not, you're still going to have a movie out there. You know, it's just going to be nice to have these little extra perks that if you like, you've done 90% of the work already. Now it's just like, how can I improve on that other 90%? And that's where these campaigns and stuff do really well for, I know most of the people Nate and I interact with and talk to is it's always about our favorite thing, more blood. You know, yeah. we literally want people now to get Indiegogo's, the give me back my horror movie perk of every dollar goes to another ounce of blood. And that's what we, you know, once we get a price yeah, breakdown like of blood. It's a jar that just is nothing but like, this goes strictly to the blood. That's right. <laughs> and, and it really is the third act. I want it to be really big where this, this leather face character is running through people, uh, soldiers. And I, it's the big third act. And, and it's not in the movie, right? It's not in the movie yet. And we want to make it big and, and bloody. So now, now's the time to back it, everybody. That's that's yeah. the key. If you back it now and that scene blows you away, you're going to be like, I did that. I helped him do that. That was my doing. Look at that, like, that blood spurt. That was my blood spurt, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> for 30 bucks, you get a cast sign uh, of the family, like a picture of the, the killer family in this. So, like, once again, you go to cons. We've talked about this with other interviews. Like you're going to be spending more than that for just one singular autograph. Now you're getting multiple autographs onto, and you're getting a piece of the movie history. Um, digital copy for only 30 bucks for an independent movie. You may scoff at like, Oh, 30 bucks, but no, like you're going to get that movie as soon as it comes out, you're getting a digital copy of it. Like, and you're helping. What? Yeah. You're helping. That's the big thing. T-shirts. Like, when you were sitting down with the idea of like Indiegogo, was there anything you're like, okay, like what can we do? What do other ones do? Yeah. How can we kind of stick out? You know? Yeah. I, uh, I looked at ones that were successful and, and also Ryan James who helped produce came in later on this movie and, and started just, you know, helping with everything, you know, and that's just like, what does a producer do? They put out the fires, they help, uh, I, I collaborate with him really good too with uh, writing and, and, and ideas uh, to just help make the movie better. But he also had a successful Indiegogo with a movie called Dark Circles, 
and yeah yeah and we we got uh yeah. i think our buddy derek was working on that, that actually was, I think. that was one of derek's yeah yeah and that one looks really fun and and uh so we we got the same graphic design artist uh brit uh and uh we we looked at how they went about it and a few others as well and uh yeah we uh we just uh we're trying to base it off of ones that were successful and then yeah my my whole idea is like what what pops what you know let's let's make let's make these things pop where i i want to click on it and uh and and get this and get involved uh yeah, yeah i mean you you want to entice the people like what yeah. what are they willing to buy what are they willing to you know donate towards and what do they get that is a bit of a balance because you you'll get ones that are like you know everyone does like you get a movie there you go 20 bucks you get a poster 20 bucks now we're getting like people have thought outside the box and went we'll kill you in the movie i love that kind of stuff or 1200 bucks you get killed in this movie some of them are even going we'll give you a prop from the movie so if there's like some prop that works out really good that you know like i think derek's doing the hunting knife in one and so it's like you back that one you get the hunting knife from the movie and this one you get timmy's face even better i mean how many when can you get a face face. (laughs) (laughs) and that that mutant is like one of my favorite characters in the movie he's uh nice he is so good like we literally already sold uh so he has a teddy bear and uh he's a he's a bit of a pyro and he uh he, he's kind of like a like a kid he, he dressed up as a superhero and and uh and he uh he likes to uh burn things and uh he he uh, put he's got a flamethrower as one of his uh his weapons of choice he's a regular beavis yeah <laughs> and he burns his bear right it's it's torched and uh we sold that prop already but we have more props nice. to put up. I'm like, wow, we're like, people are buying the props without even knowing, really knowing the characters yet. Although that person, when they see the movie and they see this thing, they're going to be like, oh, that's really cool. That's on screen, you know, yeah. foreground. People go for the props, man. Yeah. It is something there is that, a like, huge prop community. And, you know, they will buy, your movie may not be huge right now, but after a while, you know, everyone's hope is your movie ends up being one of the next cult sensations. So for someone to go, I have the bear from area five, one fifty, And now you're the envy of all your friends. You're like, Oh, that movie's amazing. And I saw that. Oh, you have the bear. That's awesome. That's, that's the hope. That's what these, these guys just love. They're like, I'll get a bear and I'll back the movie. You know, that's ultimately the end of it is I helped make this movie. We get donations. Like, not even they're not even uh you know yeah, they don't want anything. anything yeah, yeah those, i love that kind i'll be more yeah. i'm more apt sometimes to do that i love the the whole thing of yeah you i'll just help here's money no I don't, that, yeah, don't, the tip jar is always yeah. so sweet i but like we're the like thank yous, you know, yeah that are then, nice yeah 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 it's like then but why not get a special thanks in the imdb credit I, I back that sci-fi documentary that, you know, they'd always do the uh, uh, in search of tomorrow. And it was, I bought the DVD and we're in the, I'm in the credits and it's like, I'm in the credits with like a thousand other people, but it's still kind of cool to know your name. Yeah, Cause it there. shows the yeah. community coming together to right. make this project become so reality. If you can do that, even on these independent movies, man, 10 bucks, come on. Like Nate said, you, you blow 10 bucks in a day. You don't know where that 10 bucks went. Now you can be like, ah, there's my name. It's in the movie. Always. Streaming, DVDs, wherever. My name's always going to be there. Yeah, we'll be using that and then going out and shooting in the desert. You know, like that is literally that that money is helping us go and uh and exactly yeah, and make you give them at least 12 bucks they're at least getting like a couple cases of water because they're <laughs> in the desert people <laughs> now has it been overwhelming of like you have Campbell comedian coming out that's in post-production and you have this one in post-production as well. Like you're like, Oh God, I got to juggle these two. Yeah. Also on top of that, we just did a release, a limited release of big top evil on VHS, which I is saw oh, nice. I yeah. Saw which, that post. Yep. That's available at retro release video. All that happening at the same time is, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, 
And then, yeah, yeah, because you got, because each one is, uh, is, uh, you know, like, like, like my kid. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, Cannibal Comedian. Oh, yes. We need to set up that appointment. Yes, I'm available. I got to, we got to get that, that color. Uh, we're, we're close to getting the color done on it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah that, that needs to, you know, stay, because it, it's been a lot of focus on this Indiegogo lately. And, and then we, you know, and then, then the, the next part of that is like, okay, we got to start setting up though. We don't have the funds yet uh, until the 30 days are up. And I think there's a little lagging there too, to then get in the production. uh, And then we got to start setting up all those shoots and, and and the indie indie level, it's like, oh, you know, people have full-time jobs, you know, and yeah, yeah, like you're going to work around that. Yeah. I think that's a misconception a lot of people have. They're like, oh, they're just out there making movies. Like, no, this dude probably, you know, he could have an office job. He could work in a restaurant. You don't know what these people's day-to-day lives are. These people are literally squeezing in time to make this movie. You know, that's why there's not infinite funds. There's no huge studios behind them throwing a million dollars at them. You know, now everyone thinks, oh, a million dollars, that's low budget. No, there's still people out there doing movies for Ten twenty thousand dollars. Uh, one of yours I saw was like that you've done was like six hundred dollars or something like that. It was like one that you did almost as a zero budget kind of movie early on in your career. Yeah, that like, was yep. Mangrove Slasher too. Like there's that's like what no, it was. I, I no was budget. Like, yeah, nothing. I was like, I, I remember literally. Uh, do I have enough gas to get to set, uh, or should I spend this on blood? <laughs> <laughs> to make the blood you know nice yeah you know those are the questions that, w- that should keep you up at night it's like yes do i eat today or is there going to be more ooey gooey in the movie ooey gooey wins all the time That's oh yeah there is to- i can eat ramen later <laughs> yes yeah, someone There's might have a few, few bucks to get home <laughs> that's it, that's it. And that, but the, you know i that's what i prefer about independent movies and these type of movies and what we're what we do here like nate and i have done a lot most of our interviews have been with in, independent movie makers or the special effects guys a we get better stories because you know you're not they're not like on a press run where they're just like oh i had fun making this movie everyone should go watch this movie it was a total blast no we're getting like okay so phil got his head stuck in the prosthetic over there of the cow we made and it was hilarious and i'm like who's going to tell that story anywhere else but on here and that's what we like about the independent community and stuff because you guys are living it you're in the trenches essentially and you know it's so much better than like another interview with someone that's already been interviewed a thousand times before anyone can go find it but you know I prefer this kind of stuff with the independent making. We find out, you know, was it gas or blood? No one's ever going to tell you that. But I like it. Was it gas or blood? And blood won. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Like, I love with independent movies, even from like the 70s and 80s, like they're doing the same exact thing that you're doing now, you know? And so it's not discouraging whatsoever. Charlie and I did a review on The Deadly Spawn. It took them three years to make that movie. And like one of the main characters is a kid. So you're like, watch. It's like, oh, this scene, he's 13. This scene, he's 16. Like, yeah. He's aging randomly throughout the movie. But it's just like what they had to do to make get it done. Oh, yeah. I, that was Big Top Evil. And now uh, Cannibal Comedian is probably going to be at the three year mark. And it's, you know, it's not. That's awesome. It's not a Star Wars movie. It's just yeah. it's just one of those <laughs> things. It took that long. You know, it, it's after yeah. hours. Uh, my sound mixer is uh, it, he works a full time gig uh, uh, running sound for commercials and different things. So at night, his uh, the the owner of the company lets him work on my movie. You know, that's awesome. uh, nice. That, so I we're mean, getting really great. We're getting the best uh, quality. This is Lenny. Um, Hi, Lennon. We got a run-in guest on the yeah. interview here. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then he's he's got his Halloween shirt on too. So. He's already ready. He's ready, yeah. man. It's it's August. Yeah. It's almost September. It's it, it's it's Halloween started yeah. August first. Summer's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, anything else you wanted to talk about about the movie or anything before we wrap this up here? Uh, any other perks you wanted to highlight before the uh, the uh, campaign's finished? Yeah, right now we have the associate producer perk on there, which gets you uh, like if you if you hit it, then you you see everything that you get that include that comes with the associate producer perk. So mm-hmm. we have that featured right now, and I. I mean, I think that's amazing. Like, you can be an associate producer on the movie, right? Right. Uh, yeah, that's and pretty it, sweet. And it's not, you know, uh, I've seen other Indiegogos where they're charging a lot more for uh, something like that. And uh, and then I wanted to to also re... Uh, or uh, I also wanted to uh, mention the Big Top Evil VHS that's out, uh, retroreleasevideo.com. And it's all new. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Yeah, this is sweet. That's it's all new key art. Man. It was an alternate poster that we put. So it's not the the Blu-ray DVD poster. It's more of a, a grungy. We went with like a uh, like a '90s kind of retro look for that. And and then we got Bill Mosley. He's on the he's on the back of it and on the side of it. And he he's got a really fun part in that movie too. It's so awesome. And for people that don't know, Retro Release, like they did some stuff for Joe Bob with like Campbell Holocaust. Um, Processor was on there. I'm trying to think what else. There's, there, It's a cool shop of just like modern movies getting the VHS treatment. Oh, yeah. They're awesome over there. And I actually, yeah. I, I met. Street Trash was on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Heck, yeah. Uh, I met Joe Bob not that long ago, and he was he was really cool. And so we we're. Uh, nice. We're talking with him, too, and we want to. Uh, uh, send him over a cannibal comedian, which I got the poster there. Yeah. Uh, when that's done, because that's kind of in his ballpark, you know, it's got a Texas that also has a Texas chainsaw thing mixing with yeah. stand up comedy. But that's a nice. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's fine. We'll have you back on for whatever project you bring on, man. We're we're never one and done with our guests. A lot of we know that they're always on other projects and stuff like that. So. Uh, and again, we're just glad that we could get you on here and showcase uh, the work that you've done so far and hopefully, you know, make Area 5150 even bigger and better, you know, with this Indiegogo campaign. Like I said, I am I'm a thousand percent looking forward to it. I'm now going to be upset that I mentioned clowns when a clown shows up in this damn thing, but that's fine. I'll be like, that was my contribution. I guess that was the Charlie yeah. part. <laughs> I've had, I've had some threatened to put my face in a movie and kill me without me actually being there. And now someone's going to put a clown in because I hate clowns. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Whatever I can do to help the community, I'll do what I have to do. But uh, Sean, what, where can they find you guys on social media? Why don't you drop us all those uh, links right there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram, it's at area 5150 movie and same thing with Facebook. And then the Indiegogo link is in the, the Instagram bio. And okay. also it's, it's all over the place on Facebook and we'll also yeah, drop that link with this episode as well. We'll make sure we get that out there to everyone. Um, we, tr- we a lot of times we'll put those in the comments we're finding even with our podcast if you put a link facebook and instagram doesn't like that for some reason and it's like it takes you away from us and we're not going to promote that so we get creative with ours so we'll probably get creative with yours too but there we'll, we'll have ways for people to get the link to the indiegogo for sure i found out about that too i i, I don't put the link in any of my posts i i put it in the comment section yep <laughs> yep because it's weird that facebook's like oh or instagram we want to support independent artists and the moment independent artists tries to do anything they're like ha here's the middle finger yeah no it's every time we're pretty sure nate's shadow banned on all of ours he posts yeah, and like, no I, one sees anything. anything no one sees anything i i, I did something wrong i guess <laughs> <laughs> nate's been a bad boy on social media but. i'm now following area 5150 on the uh, instagrams yeah well we'll get everything like yes. I said, we'll get them in the groups because i knew i was following you but i didn't realize i wasn't following the movie so it, done it happened. It happened. <laughs> appreciate well, it yeah. like i said this is this is a, a new friendship we've built here and hopefully we will continue with it like i said we uh as we always do we try to be some of the biggest cheerleaders for independent movie makers and that's one of our goals here especially with these interviews and just help get just help boost the signal man that's really all it is 
you know support in the or just support it 100 man 100 so sean again i want to thank you for coming on here spending some time and uh i know it's early over there and oh crap i forgot i'm sorry you tried to sneak away I, from this i really did you tried i did um nate has a question don't worry sean he asked everyone this it's not just you so it's the hardest question you're ever going to get in your entire career sean i tell this to everyone <laughs> if you had to choose shrek one or shrek two the original let's go oh another original let's go lc no he hadn't seen it someone else had picked the original recently too yeah somebody it was ojala it was jim yeah jim jim you and jim both picked the first one awesome he's got a kid (laughs) running around so that one works a little bit better it's when you get ones that don't have kids they're like i've never seen it yeah <laughs> love me mike and, uh mike myers man that's it man and yeah best. he asked everyone that question and yeah i tried to speed it's, past it's it, the hard stuff here seeing if he would forget the forget. real questions this is the dateline moment <laughs> the 2020 the 60 minutes that's it all right john i will not let you be tortured by nate anymore and, uh, <laughs> everybody please go check out 51 area 5150 on facebook instagram Go check out the Indiegogo, back it, even just to thank you. But, you know, get the movie. Why would you back something and yeah. not want to own the movie? So By the time this episode airs, you're probably going to have two weeks left to still back it. Still plenty of We're time. Turn this out quickly. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone. And we will be right back with Nate and I closing out the uh, the uh, show. Uh, another successful interview, Nate. And, uh, yeah, another I did. Another Shrek I, 1. I I tried to see if you were paying attention today. Shrek one is, uh, I think it's starting to, it's a tie. I think, maybe. I think it all, it might be a tie. I don't know. There's, I think there's is someone keeping track of this for me. Cause I am not, you would think you would be the one keeping track, but you know, nope, this is for my own personal satisfaction at the end of everything. Come hell or high water. You weren't going to let me skip it either. So nope, you just, tried. I was testing. <laughs> that was just a test. I'm not against the question, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to test you. You were just, you know, trying to see if I was going to be texting during an interview, and I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, everybody, we will have all the links uh, once we post things up. And, yes, like you heard in the interview, if you do a post and the link is not directly in the post, a lot of times we'll put it in the comments because Facebook and Instagram are killing posts and uh, limiting our reach for everyone it doesn't matter where and yeah you can always do the thing where it's like well just pay for it i have i've paid for some ads i don't get any better reach so um we will definitely have the links if you want them they will be available we will make sure they're there um you just have to look in the comments for them so nate is there anything else we're forgetting today well no i think that's it just you already heard it in the interview, but please make sure you're giving them a follow on Instagram at area 5150 movie. And then make sure you're giving Sean a follow at Sean underscore Heights. Uh, his other movie we mentioned, uh, cannibal comedian is on Instagram as well. Follow at cannibal underscore comedian. And so that's going to be coming out here soon as well. Yep. And we'll also have the link for his big top evil for the VHS um special release of that which as much as i don't like clowns i do love it when they're doing this retro vhs release it's like retro release video has some cool shit when (laughs) when bands do the vinyl you know so you can get like a limited edition vinyl it's kind of like back now vinyl's back baby vinyl the the color variations and what all cool shit you get with it somebody uh i think is in uh vhs did uh cassette wasn't it that they just had uh, a special release of with one of their releases? Uh, yes, I, I just picked up the latest VHS uh, tape, the cassette tape. So yeah. if you listen to our The Burning episode, we had Mike Hochins, the lead singer of Violent Homicidal Slasher, on the show. And what's really cool about the cassette tape that just came out, it was put out from Life After Death, which is a local, uh, not it's an Ohio-based uh, record label up in i think akron or youngstown i can't fully remember where he is located but he's up north of nice. me so i've talked to him he's real cool yeah awesome and it was just awesome it. it was like pure coincidence i'm like we just had mike on the show and then life after death had put out their new ep which is all about uh cannibals right 
Well, Nate does love his funky music. And, you know, mm-hmm. check out, and, you know, speaking of bands, uh, Sean also has a band called Cosmic Jetties. They are a sci-fi surfer band. I guess that's the genre we're going with on this. Space surfing. Space surfing, man. We know how much we love space over here. B-52s um, in space. <laughs> totally down for that. Totally down for that. So, uh I, I I love the eclectic mix of people we get to meet doing this, Nate. That is probably one of my favorite things. Oh, I love it so interviews. much. It's really cool. We we all we grew up in an era where you couldn't these people weren't readily accessible to talk to. You had to wait till they did an HBO behind the scenes or they had to they did maybe a newspaper article or a magazine. You know, that's why Fangoria was so popular, was how we got these stories. Now it's i met a guy on instagram we clicked he's doing a movie and i'm like hey you want to come on the podcast we'll promote the movie that's how that's how accessible it's getting with a lot of these filmmakers and i love every second of it i love talking to these guys and they're just like us you know they they just they're just out there making a movie we're making podcasts yeah yeah we're just supporting one another and i love it and i just can't wait to see theirs on video I this I tr- I'm looking forward to everyone's we've talked to's movie. This one really does strike a chord with me where I'm like, this is unique. It's different. Yeah, and, and because it's different, it's like you you've you've enticed me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm drawn even more into this. So we're looking forward to it. Everybody, please go check it out again. Follow all the links, and uh, this is a, a nice tight interview episode. So, I right, Nate. Uh, Get us out of here with a good word. I'll tell you what it is. A sci-fi podcaster and his friends visit Area 51, but discover that real horror lies in the mysterious no man's land just outside the gates. Packed with gore and dark humor, it's a seriously twisted terror ride that takes you inside Area 51 and beyond. Now, Let's talk about how I get back home.